Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Funhouse podcast recorded Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. I'm your host for today, Elise, and we've got a full Funhouse here. We got James. We got Dan. <laughs> Hello. We got Ryan. Hey, everybody. Can't you? Hey, hey. It, man. Elise. Oh, Ra- nah, Ryan seems joke. like a really good, it's like, gonna be a good, good gag. joke. It's going to be a good gag. <laughs> it, it, it was a callback to what just happened to a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Get Omar hey. on so we can fix it. How are you all doing? I'm wonderful. Uh, day or week, what fifty one of of quarantine? We're almost there. Yep. We're almost we still there. counting by weeks. Whatever. We're nearing. We're it's nearing like the year. It's been a year. We're nearing the year, baby. It's like feels like months. feels like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is your home. <laughs> you finally, you finally got something to cover up that window in the background, Ryan. I'm very happy yeah. about this. It's my cheetah yeah. blanket. Oh. For our I was gonna say it definitely has a print. Um, usually, nope. Ryan is backlit. But now he's got some real Lit. production yeah. going. All of our audio <laughs> listeners are going, who's Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, we ha- have a fun show for today. It's a, l- a very speculative show. Ooh. Because we're talking about some things that have yet to be, whether that's <gasps> game development or animated shows or what the f- what science holds for the future of apes and mankind. And <laughs> 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 Pong. But to kick... <laughs> To kick it off, I, I gathered the three of you here because um, you are your espionage aficionados or bond aficionados oh, okay. or just movie buffs in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about IO Interactive's upcoming James Bond game, Project 007. Oh, um, shit. Mm-hmm. Nice code name. Which if, yeah, <laughs> that, that's yeah. their secret name. It's like Maybe. it's like when films want to film something like really important, but they can't like call it Avengers Four, so they make a bunch of signs of the code name for it. Except in this case, the 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 code name they came up with it was like Captain America, Iron Man, and Star Lord <laughs> all filming right here. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if it's a bad sign for someone making a spy mo- uh, game. That mm. they're not good at <laughs> that their code names aren't clever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, Project 007 is the name that they've publicly given to it, and they released a little teaser trailer, um, kind of just you know showing off the Project 007 logo. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with IO Interactive, they are behind the wildly popular Hitman franchise, which Hitman 3 just came out last month, mm-hmm. and it within a week was profitable. Um, it just destroyed, and so it's. It's pretty exciting to learn for a lot of fans of Hitman and and not even Hitman that IO is helming a Bond franchise, which they think could last up to three games, even. Mm. Sure, um, I believe it. James, so you've you, been yes. We've been doing a Hitman series at Funhouse, so you've been seeing a little bit of it, right? Yes. Yeah, I've seen at least the first three uh, missions for uh, Hitman Three played through the first three missions for hitman 3 it's really good honestly like i've played a lot of hitman just by nature of doing this job i've seen a lot of it and how that franchise is developed and basically once they turned it into kind of like the when they did the reboot of the hitman one and treated it as like we don't need to worry about like cramming this game full of so much stuff let's focus on like the pure mechanics of the game and then release the game more frequently so like if you log into hitman 3 and you own the other two all those missions are in the service or whatever cool. it really oh. lends itself to the game but it's a lot of fun they've really perfected the format of 
breaking and entering and disguise and espionage and assassination. I don't know. Is there like a 007 costume in the new one where they just put like a wig on him? And that's there are a lot thing. of costumes. I mean, there are a lot of costumes. When we logged in to play Hitman 3 for Funhouse, two costumes were unlocked. One was a clown costume and another Sounds one was right. like an oil baron cowboy. So it probably wouldn't <laughs> be too hard to put a James Bond skin in if they wanted to. Didn't they did like a Hitman, do a Hitman spoof trailer a few years ago? Oh, did they? Or pardon me, they did like a Bond spoof trailer where Agent 47 did the like the gun barrel thing. Shoot I think that, if I remember right, I feel like they did. Um, so I, I think this is like a perfect merging of IP and studio. Because um, it's already, yeah, it's like a studio we know that can walk the walk with this type of content. Um, mm-hmm. I think the really exciting thing is that they're not relying on a past, like they're not looking to a movie Bond to make a game about. They're creating an original Bond character a new Bond that's also like a prequel storyline. And I know James is a big Bond fan, but like Dan and Ryan, what would you say your kind of, you know, level of, of Bond fandom is or background? I, I always become a big f- Bond fan when a new movie's coming out. <laughs> um, You're a fair I, I love the series. Yeah, I guess Fairweather. <laughs> um, my wife and I actually just started watching it again from the beginning. Um, and I really do love old Bond. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm sure it would take place in modern times. I think there's something I love about Cold War Bond um, that's mm-hmm. lost a little bit in modern times. Um, mm-hmm. The I prequel thing is interesting. Just like the Cold War being the height of kind of the spy yeah, yeah. era, I feel like as we think of it being like the cool spy era, at least. Well, sure, like before there technology were bad, there were bad guys. It. Yeah, there was enemy territory. There are all these things that like you needed to invade uh, and for Bond to be set out on a mission to invade or fight back the growing influence of the enemy invaders was like such an easy concept to understand. The world might have been a little more black and white back then, I guess. I, don't know, I, I, mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot the world with, is not enough. You know, with his gadgets and, <laughs> nice. and his old school spy tech that might be lost in a world like ours where most spying is probably done by hackers and, you know, on computers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I am a medium Bond fan, meaning I really love the idea of James Bond. I just haven't, I've seen like a fraction of the movies I should have seen. Like I've seen like, I feel like nine or ten of the million mm-hmm. that there are. And uh, uh, which on any other series would be a lot of movies to have seen. Like, oh, I've seen nine or ten, but I feel like I, have, I haven't seen enough to call myself an encyclopedic Bond fan. Uh, however, I love Austin Powers more than anything. <laughs> and, okay, good, good. Um, so I feel like that makes up for a lot of it. But when it comes to Bond in the video games, obviously the gold standard has to be Goldeneye, which I'm the shit at and I think is an awesome video game. But I think mm-hmm. that I, I so I, I wonder are they going to be trying to are they going the same route as that or have video games changed so much that it's a totally other genre of video game? Because to me, it's hard to make a spy video game. The only other one I have to compare it to is the Mission Impossible video game, which I thought sucked. When <laughs> well, Gold- Nintendo you're talking about that one, that N sixty four one, exactly that was terrible. And Goldeneye, they did try to make like- a spy game. Yeah, GoldenEye is different too, and and I don't know about you guys, but I I haven't played any of the re-releases of GoldenEye that they've done, but I have tried as an adult to plug in an N64 and play GoldenEye, and I cannot tell what is going. Like I can't see which way is up. <laughs> too it's many so, well, yeah. Also, <laughs> multiplayer uh, mode. It's so fun. 
Also, the thing about GoldenEye and the Nintendo 64 controller is they hadn't perfected the analog stick. So when you play it, it's switched how we've all taught ourselves to play now. You have your other hand, like, doing the looking and stuff. Um, and, you know, like, the trigger is on the left side, whereas we've basically kind of, as games made the default trigger, be on the right side now. Everything's all flipped around. But I still really enjoy it. I grew up on it. Uh, James, so, Dan, have you guys played any of the other James Bond games? Like, like one you of mean, the Brosnan games. Oh yeah, like well, they so they they were it was there was a cool era. I've loved James Bond for forever. It's always been like a comfort food for me that I always come back to. Um, but because uh, they had like obviously Goldeneye was huge, but then Bond movies weren't coming out at a rate that they wanted games to come out, so they started doing. Other games like, um, what is it? Not Spyfall. They have this one, because they would basically have Pierce Brosnan is Bond in a game with a Bond girl. Shannon Elizabeth is in a... Well, that's, 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 yeah, that was basically the spiritual successor to 007, but, uh, Goldeneye, but they had other games like, so for, for, there was a point where they were like, okay, we got sean connery's likeness and so we're gonna release from russia with love a bond game but then they had other ones that were just like it's called everything or nothing and it's an original story for that and they'd have to write original bond themes and so there's and then of course they did 007 rogue agent which isn't even a james bond game you pay you don't even play as james bond in that they were just kind of capitalize on like or sorry not rogue agent the golden eye Goldeneye, they made a Goldeneye sequel, except that everyone was excited for it. And then it turned out you played as someone with a literal golden eye. And you're like, wait, hold on. <laughs> really? <laughs> the last yeah. the last game was That's like, was confusing. it 007 Legends where it was like all the Bonds? Oh, right. Yeah. I don't even know anything because there was like there was a Quantum of Solace game yeah. that came out that you could play as Daniel Craig. Most of them were just like third person shooters. Yeah, that's what most See, James I guess Bond that's, games were. That's what I'm hoping IO doesn't do is just make another shooter game. I mean, I, I'm guessing not because those. I think a lot of those Hitman games, you can like run through it guns a blazing, um, mm-hmm. like we've been known to play them. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like the kind of the more complex scenario where you have to sneak into a room and play in a device to steal a secret, those kind of super complex, you know, characters moving around and patterns might be a more interesting thing than just making a golden yeah, style and, shooter. And I think coming from IO, they won't. Because if you listen to the IO developers talk about Hitman, they don't really think of it as what a lot of people do, which is surface layer action game. They think of it like you're describing it, which is a puzzle game. Because you're trying to find yeah. the most elegant solution and method to take out your targets. It's not like just go in guns blazing. It's like, how do you traverse this these surroundings? And what order do you do you stuff in? How do you hide bodies? To elude, That's like very interesting to me. I yeah, that to me is is a more interesting way, especially like making putting the secret agent like back into Bond would yeah, be really I, really fun. Ryan's smiling; he's got a grin. He's got a. <laughs> well, I, I just <laughs> like the idea of a video game where you're literally sneaking around trying to hide. It's like a, <laughs> a glorified hide and seek game. That's what it is. Where you get murdered. If you know, which I don't know if I would like a whole game of that though. Like I think Ryan's like denouncing the entire stealth genre, is well, what I like because I <laughs> Hit, Hitman, Hitman, IO's version of Hitman is the fun version of that monotonous 
mission in other action games where you have to sneak and blend in and do all kinds of stuff like that. They do a really good job making it be the fun thing. The only thing about translating that right into Bond is that while that is a cool kind of Bond that you don't normally get to see, I don't, I do worry that something will be lost if you don't have a level where you're racing a fast car through a city. Like, <laughs> there, like there is a certain amount of Bond that, like, Bond isn't really known for sneaking into places yeah, and stealing all. identities and like quietly taking out guards while Costumes he's working for things. An assassination. I mean, nine times out of ten, Bond, they'll like start and they're like, "All right, Bond, here's your fake ID. You're just going to go to this place and say you're Charles Charlington." And he just goes there, and then they go, "Hello, Bond," and like that's yeah, they the, all immediately and, know he's James Bond. And then, and, but he's just so good at being James Bond that no one really cares that his his identity is pretty much well known. Like you think about Casino Royale, they're like, "All right, you play your game," but then as soon as night falls, they're like, "Let's kill Bond," like you know, like. So I'm curious. It's dark outside. We can kill him. Well, how they're going to interesting. Oh, sorry. I was just to say how they're going to capture Bond's personality in a game that traditionally has a protagonist with no personality whatsoever. Yeah. Like Hitman well, also, also in an era where a slate. An, in an era where Bond's personality isn't exactly cool anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to get to that. I, 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 I really hope that they lean into the sex, Dan, of James Bond. Because James Bond <laughs> right. is all about right. of course the ladies. It's a big part of his personality. So I wonder how they're going to deal with that. Are you going to go into like cocktail lounges and, you know, Woo. you're hitting on the seduce the women that you know you're do some planning on killing yeah. later. <laughs> well, Ryan, I'm going to blow your mind for a second. What if it's sex her? Per- what if it's her personality? Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know if they've uh, confirmed that. Could this be a woman Bond? We don't know. I mean, probably going to be a man. To every James probably, Bond we've seen is it's probably going to be a man. It's it, it's it does the could you make your own logo. Bond? 007 logo, but then as it comes oh, to the no, camera, it adds little nipples to the side yeah. of the nose. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they I mean, announce. Yeah. That's how they announce the female Probably empowerment. Could, could there not be like a, a creative character at the beginning, and you make yourself Bond? This like their opportunity to have whatever Bond. I think they're going to get turned um, into uh, the double O's are going to get turned into giant balls and then they get smashed with a sledgehammer and then you get the nipple bomb. <laughs> wow. I, That's big talk coming from someone with a butt on his shirt. I, I think that there so, it's, it's going to... Our audio like, listeners hope, don't know that. I'm not really into the creative character just because I'm more curious to see that what they would come up with, like their take mm-hmm. on a bond. Um I'm kind of with Ryan where like I would be into a sensual this is a ladies man player bond in a in a respectful consensual way of course um, <laughs> yes, you know I think I would I would be into yeah. a bond that's like you know appreciates and respects the women that he romances like of course I'm, I'm into that he, he, uh, they, they have passionate uh, affairs in exotic places around the world I mean it's it's uh, Except, you, go you know, obviously then there's those scenes in the, what, there's men talk, you know, we don't need any of those in the 2020 <laughs> no. Bond. Stay away you from know, America, yeah. James Bond video game. Uh, I don't really want a green Bond or a origin where it's like, that's, this is James Bond and he's learning how to be, not really into that. But that's what prequel right. says to me is like, he might not, you know, by the end of the game, maybe you're a double O agent, but you start out in the Navy or whatever it was that James Bond, you know, he wasn't always a secret agent. I don't know. That's kind of what makes me afraid a little bit. When you, whenever you say prequel, it's like, oh, that's an origin story, and I don't need James Bond's origin story necessarily. Mm-hmm. Casino Royale was kind of that, but 
I guess the the, the thing I, I'm thinking in my mind, like IO and like Hitman stages, and I just watch uh, from Russia with love. So I imagine this like train that's the complete level is this huge long train, and there's secret mm. agents in it, and like someone there is trying to kill you, but they're not trying to just come and shoot you in the head. So you kind of have to suss out who the secret agents are, and you know. But I don't even know. that's cool. Even, even in the world of Bond, though, like you want to make it accurate to the movie. It's like, all right, we're on the train. Now this level, you were on the train for 45 minutes. And all you have to do is kind of sit in your car and maybe have man <laughs> talk with another man while asking the, 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 your female uh, uh, no person who's coming with you to just wait in there in the room and not die. Like <laughs> some of those movies, that's what it is, you know. I didn't, there's something fun about that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I have read some non-Bond novels, like like Post Fleming. I read Solo recently, and it is a Bond set. What's that? I, I was just saying Post Fleming. <laughs> Post Fleming, yeah, yeah. Post Fleming, um, and it's like you know, it's a a a Bond of their own design, and. But it's written in a more modern day, but set in the past. And so, like, you get all these kind of mixtures of things that could maybe be good places. But it just still seems like whenever you look for pieces of Bond's personality, you're always getting, like, a little bit of Craig, a little bit of Sean Connor. Like, you're getting all these pieces of different things. And I'm, I'm more curious how they're going to inject that personality into the game. Cause Question Hitman, on top of that. Okay. Do you think it's going to be a known actor getting mocapped? No. no, not if they're gonna. No, okay, that seems like a that seems like an unnecessary thing. That the, an unnecessary cost for the studio. That they could be like, like why would they want to pay an actor when they could theoretically create their own bond? That a sales potential maybe. It's like why animated they, yeah. movies cast like a million name brand actors in their movies. Like it doesn't mm. matter to the quality. I'll just well, make that note here. There's also I mean there's also the fact that we don't even know who live action Bond is going to be in a couple of years. Do you know oh, Craig yeah. ha- only has this last you, one and then he's he's it's done. Be the guy for sure? from, from uh Bridgerton. <laughs> well, people are saying like Tom Hardy's in the running, like there's tech questions like that. So it might be weird of them to cast another actor as Bond and it also might be weird for that actor to come in. Dan Stevens. Because then he could never be Bond. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. He does. He reads for audiobooks a lot of the Bond novels, and he's really good at it. But I don't know that he would make sense as a Bond in general. He's young too, and this has got to be prequel, so it's got to be young Bond. Bond novels sound. It would sound boring to have one read to me. I feel like, like just an action scene, and then the bullet. D- missed well, him barely, and then he but ran I guess more, and then the bullet, the, that bullet missed him again. That's the thing about. Again. I mean, I would I would say there's been long before movies existed, there were action novels. So like, there is a way. Say, to what's to your put, problem with books, right? To put I'm action sorry. in literary <laughs> I form. Just, I watch too many movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you saying it's a prequel doesn't necessarily mean he has to be young, though, right? Dan, Casino Royale is a prequel. And Daniel Craig was one of the older Bonds when he took on the role. It's like, who's this forty-year-old guy who's just getting I mean, started like, in the spy <laughs> world? Not limpy old Roger Moore Bond is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I don't really get about the. Uh, I guess it's what like like a Spawn or something where it, it, it's it's constantly being 
the mythology is crazy, right? Because you have all these characters that are that are consistent <laughs> through time, but they never get old. They never die. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, they've they've lived through cold wars and and other wars and stuff. And it's just Q is there. Jim Hold on, Bond are you there. are you implying that Spawn? Is the same spawn from medieval spawn because it's Who two different spawns. I'm thinking of maybe Shadow or something. That what was the Alec Baldwin movie? Shadow knows. Again, the mantle the is saint? past. No, <laughs> Ryan's the thinking of the saint. I'm thinking of a. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's nothing. No, the that's Phantom. The, you're thinking yeah, of Highlander, you books, maybe Highlander. The Billy Zane's the Phantom. Yes, no. I think I am thinking about Billy Zane's The Phantom, where no, he's just like, it's passed down throughout the ages, this character, but at least time goes on. <laughs> Here, it seems like they're stuck. They're just stuck. Maybe I just, this is my ignorance of James Bond. You can help me, just James. Just don't ask those questions. All the novels. Just don't huh? ask those questions. Yeah, I, mean, okay. I, well, I thought here on the James Bond podcast was the perfect place to ask. The, the, it's a good question, but I think the the reality of it is it's a franchise that's been going on for 70 years or whatever, right? So uh -huh. like, and it's changed actors and each one, with the exception of like pretty much the Daniel Craig franchise, but even in that point, it's more just like kind of Casino Royale. Hey, haunted oh, <laughs> cool. us. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, even even more so, yeah. like there's no, there's very little connection. There's only a handful of movies that acknowledge what came before them. So they're just kind of, they're all And that's what I think is cool, them. but it's also something that isn't really ever commented on or explained it's just kind of like oh those other movies don't exist yeah. here we are in the beginning of this See, adventure mm -hmm. and forget i almost missed that, that. like I, I feel like with the cinematic universe world that we live in i wish more standalone worlds could exist everything mm -hmm. doesn't have to connect i was i remember when they were talking about quantum of solace that was during the writer's strike so that movie sucked because they had people like yeah. uh, Daniel Daniel Craig in the writers' room trying to crank out a script <laughs> that connected to the last one. It's, it's like, which is, I, I guess, know. one of the refreshing standing points about this IO game is they're like, no, we're not trying to base it on anything. We're just going to mm -hmm. do our thing with Hitman. Which I, I think is, it's yeah. fun. Cool James, if... oh, I was just saying, James raised a concern that I had, which was Hitman is really known for its driving sequences or that kind of gameplay, but Bond, like, you do want that kind of action sequence. Mm -hmm. And I know IO, a... IO has, like, doubled their staff. They got, they're flush with cash right now. They can bring in people to do that. So hopefully mm -hmm. they do. Yeah. Gotta have that car where the guns come out, the headlights. Well, yeah, oh. the headlights turn over and there are nipples on them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll and say then this. the guns come out of there. Yeah. I'll say this about Hitman 3. While it is still very much the traditional enter, get into a place and then get close enough to your target to kill and eliminate your target and get out as like the core mechanic of the game. I've already seen some fun things in Hitman 3 and just three missions that we've done that indicate that they are trying to reach out and, different, and go, what are the limits of these missions that we can actually test? And so I hope that they use the Bond game as a real like wacky thing. Like, can you get in a car and drive the car somewhere, which is something you never really do in a Hitman game or, you know, stuff more than just walking in, hiding your butcher knife inside your chef's costume and then killing yeah. the target. That's you know? what I, I've been reading about is that they've been putting like weird little mechanics and secret stuff that you can you might not think that you can actually do something to interact with this object, well, but you can with. Without spoiling too much, the second mission in Hitman 3, you can turn it into a Poirot-style murder mm. mystery. 
So oh, like you basically, awesome. at, mm. as you're going into cool. the first thing, you can either sneak in through a window and do all your sneaky hitman stuff and steal a guard's identity, or you can time it so that way you're going in the same time as an inspector is coming in, knock uh, out the inspector, take his clothes, and then, you, and then you arrive and they go, welcome inspector, we, there's, there was a murder last night and we need your help solving it, and then you go, very good, and then you are going around and doing a bunch of stuff like investigating the mystery, which is like, and, and theoretically, not gonna spoil how it turned out for us, but theoretically, you can finish the mission <laughs> as the inspector and doing all those inspector things and like so cool. get to the bottom of it. So like they're definitely experimenting with stuff and how you can do it to accomplish your overall goal of killing someone in a house. <laughs> in the middle of that murder mystery, can you sit down and play Baccarat versus the villains yeah. of the murder mystery? No, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. Oh. Well, maybe you weren't playing it right, James. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to watching James play this because I feel like that's how it's <laughs> going to go down. Um, we have more stories to talk about, but first, a word from our yes. sponsors. If you've got multiple credit cards, you know that tracking multiple balances, due dates, and website logins can be stressful. Upstart makes things simple with one monthly payment in one place. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online, all those expensive Beanie Babies that you've invested in. Whether it's paying off credit cards, the aforementioned Beanie Babies, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, only five minutes, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. That's a lot of quiche. You can get approved the same day and get and receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash dudesoup. That's upstart.com slash dudesoup. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you, please. <laughs> loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash dudesoup. Thank you. So we are back now. Um, I was, you know, kind of reaching out to the team. Is there, are they asking, are there any stories that you're really jazzed about? And Ryan responded, and he wasn't necessarily jazzed, but he was really angry because, <laughs> um, I don't know, he's, it's a problem he's got with monkey. I don't know. Basically, I'm sure Ryan will explain it better. I'll give you the, the you know, in Canada, the Coles notes, as we say. Uh, I mean, but it's 2021 news travels fast. I'm sure everyone out there knows that Elon Musk, the richest man in the world is rewiring monkey brains so that they can well, play pong against each other. It's not rewiring. Um, he's, he's adding some wiring to a monkey. Just brain. Adding. Okay. Whatever he's doing, he's putting <laughs> wires away, uh, in monkey that brains <laughs> so that he Elon can, Musk. so they can play video games. Monkey video game technology yeah. is, is finally Hold on, on wait. this nation. Monkey video game? You mean so the games are made by the monkeys? No. Ryan, he, I'm just really confused. No. Eventually. I'm just, I'm confused. The monkeys are smarter than us now. Okay, do you realize mm -hmm. this? They can play Pong against each other. Yeah, we're all confused. Monkeys can play video games now. The richest man in the world just made it happen. It's a freaking Bond villain come to life. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk with his 
with his lo-fi pop star girlfriend, <laughs> uh, uh, baby mama Grimes, is taking over the world. They're going to have their own base on the moon with rewired monkey brains, playing video games, controlling all of us. And okay. we're going to be basically the Pong units, the, the human Pong units that the monkeys play with in their brains. Okay, I, while they I gotta dial Are you the paddle or the ball? On the moon. I got to dial Grimes, it back here for Grimes a second. is third pool on the moon. Yes. You gotta dial it back because Ryan, you're. I think you're getting maybe ahead about? of this. I, I do have some questions for you, but to the people that have Grimes, not heard this way. story, Elon Musk is funding a Neuralink implant that lets monkeys play video games. So basically, you know, inserting some a couple chips, a couple uninvasive chips. The monkey's not uncomfortable, as far as I can tell, where the neural implant went in, uh, and then you know the monkeys can kind of control Pong using their brains. There, yeah. Is this the, is this the borderline of an Ender's Game type of situation? Monkey warfare controlled by the certainly. brains. That might be what Ryan's suggesting to you. Hundred percent, thousand percent. The pong was real the whole time. The pong That's the was thing. Real. The yeah, the monkeys don't know any better. They're going to be playing. It's like war games. They're they're going to be playing pong. They think it's pong, but really they're they're starting intergalactic warfare amongst nations. I yes, think. James. What if what if they find a giant? ape and they do this to a giant ape and they call him king pong because he's the best that's terrible oh my God. King pong, uh, that's so scary sounding <laughs> and cool i want to i mean it, uh, it sounds honestly like we're creating a pitch for the villain of the io james bond game it it really blows my mind how elon musk can do things and like like it really does like fit into i mean i guess people do this every single day we have all we have you know, countless millions of hours worth of media with which to to pull a sense of morality of like what bad guys do and what good guys do, but it does still doesn't stop human beings on a day to day basis from doing what's in their best interest, which doesn't matter if it more aligns with what bad guys do or what good guys do. But well, it's still, I, mean, I still think it's great that we live in a world where the richest man on the planet. Does the things that a bad guy would do from a movie where the richest man on the planet would do bad guy things, but he's also doing it to cure spinal injuries for people yes. and stuff. So That's it, the it same has... thing Lex Luthor says, though. It's like, like it's yeah. the same. There's yeah, no one a, goes a cancer yes, cover. Altruistic no, intentions. No one ever says. I, Thanos didn't come in and said, "I'm doing this because I really get off on half the population of the universe dying." He had a reason too. That was that was pretty altruistic you know like i'm sure if he snapped his fingers and he faded away he'd be like you know that was all part of it but um yeah no you're right you're right. saying we're like we're like one physical deformity for musk away and, from him being I, some sort of supervillain. I, I well i'm i think it's more that because i i think it's cool that we have scientists and people with tech that like work in these technologies doing these things because of the altruistic purpose of like, yeah, fixing spine injuries or figuring out how we can provide better accessibility for people. If all you need is a functioning brain, then like think about what that could do. Count for me out. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> functioning brain. Think about what you could do for people's accessibility or like, or, you know, the longevity of life and our well-being in a lot of cases. Sure, there's a lot of dark ways you could go. It's more that Elon Musk puts himself in it as the figurehead of it, even though he isn't the scientist working on it. He's well, just like, I game. have... 
I have so much is, wealth that I can finance this thing and look what I've, and then he stands as the curtain falls behind him and the monkey's playing yeah. Pong looking sad in a cage. And he's <laughs> like, I have done this. And that's the thing. <laughs> that, I, that's, that's, so that's part of his game though, is like, it's a big PR scheme that like he's convinced people he's some sort of genius, but he just sure. buys parts, bunch of these I, companies I, up. We also just haven't had an insane, wealthy maniac like this yet. You know what I mean? Like, there are maniacs out there that have these ideas, mm -hmm. but he's been the first that has the money to do it. Well, we, Um, I mean, Andrew Carnegie, a hundred years ago, said, I'm going to build big building lobbies and tons of railroads. (laughs) Like, so that was the equivalent back then of him going, like, a mural larger than anyone's ever seen. I honestly don't think people would be making such a big deal about this if it wasn't the video game aspect of it, because they were doing this a year ago. Neuralink was demonstrating this on a pig named Gertrude. Cody, Mm -hmm. roll the clip. They had Gertrude wired up. They were trying to predict her movements. Cover this on a podcast? Charlotte's up in the web being like, this ain't right. Yeah. Help that pig. It says in the uh-huh. web. Well, Help this, is a this pig. Controlled pig right now. We're, we're in a pig's <laughs> no. brain right now, right? It has a chip in its brain, and it's not dead. I think is what they're showing off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite understand the 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 link between the Neuralink and you know people with spinal problems. Well, I mean, if you can, if you using purely wireless brain signals power. from your yeah. brain can send those signals somewhere, you know, it's the same as asking your uh, I'm not going to say it, but your Amazon wireless device to play a song for you, right? Like, oh. imagine if all you had to do was think it. What's that unlocks when you combine oh, it with technology? I get it. Yeah. So it's like I think about wanting more potato chips, and then I ordered them, and they're at my pretty door. much. Yeah, I mean, the the good version of it. Yeah. Something control robot or something. Yeah, I was say or if you or if you're a, you know a paraplegic or something like that, and all y- your your spine physically doesn't work, that you can't send messages to your legs to move them, but you mm-hmm. can have machines that do it because the machines yeah. have a neurolink or whatever. So, so I get that. Yeah. It'd be kind oh, of frustrating if it if it uh, glitched out sometimes, where where you're like, it's like, all right, I don't want to add chips to my grocery cart but it's like okay add chips to grocery cart <laughs> and then you know you you can't just uncheck the box you're literally having to think no uncheck it mm-hmm. uh, but you want it ryan. another one we've read cart. your brainwaves ryan yeah. it's like we know glass. you want chips how do you do the undo what's the undo button on your brain that's what I need you know. just added more chips yeah you just <laughs> did it again uh so yeah as if this news wasn't infuriating enough for Ryan yesterday. There was also a study that came out of MIT because they have spinach sending emails. Ryan was so fucking pissed off when he heard this. this. I like. I like now this it's one. Spinach. This one's really interesting too because it's just that spinach can detect explosive materials in groundwater. Like plants are are super intelligent in that way that mm-hmm. they can they can tell if there's gonna be a you know cold weather coming on. They can tell so many when things about the, the world around them. Mm-hmm. Um and but they it spinach specifically can detect the presence of explosive explosive materials in groundwater um, through the carbon nanotubes in the plant, and so these scientists have been using a thing where the plant emits a signal that's read by an infrared camera, which then sends an email alert to the scientists. <laughs> Look at Ryan's face; he hates it. Yeah, what he do you have against plants? That monkeys. W- Rewiring rewiring monkey brains to play video games is one thing at least. 
But I completely mm. draw the line at spinach sending emails. Are you <laughs> shitting me? Where? What is? When is this going to stop? All right. Um, by the way, the, who owns the, the at Popeyes.com email? Uh, because that thing should take off. I mean, that's something you should invest in right now. Because then spin the, Popeyes is going to have the the best email service. What? Think about it. Because of the spin. You should run for Congress. Thing? You honestly sound like <laughs> like a pretty successful politician right now. Because I can't you, track a single thing you're saying, but it all sounds somewhat inflammatory. <laughs> I'm thinking he should develop a cult of personality. Mm-hmm. Some, something about hating vegetables. Yeah. So what you're, vegetables. Ryan, you're saying? You strong demagogue energy. So thank you. I, I, I didn't take all these as compliments. What I'm going to try and track this back. So what you're saying is that whoever owns Popeyes.com, because Popeye was a sailor man future. who enjoyed spinach, <laughs> will have an advantage because if spinach is going to be sending email and they have their choice of uh domain or whatever uh yeah. they will choose uh, the one i feel like they would be the last likely one they choose because no, popeye the, is their enemy one. is it not popeye's chicken yeah it's probably it's popeye's chicken. chicken place that's popeye's but that's a different right i know he's Tindies, the mascot yeah. of popeye's chicken but he originally started out he's eating not the spinach, mascot so of popeye's <laughs> chicken <laughs> He's not Agent the mascot. It's just I've seen him around there before. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. What is it? Hold on. What's Popeye's real name? Someone told the me Sailor Man. Man. The s- no. <laughs> Two idiots answered confidently immediately. It's Popeye the Sailor Man. The Sailor Man. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna look into this. That's exactly what I was saying. Is that they'll have an immediate advantage, and so it's it's they'll be the new Gmail. They'll be the new Google. We don't need a new Google. Um, I don't want spinach to take over. Big spinach to take over. That's that's all I have to say. Is fuck all that. So it sounds. uh, Can I step back again to the spinach itself? So the spinach the, the spinach has some sort of reaction when it finds something in the soil, so it changes its heat signature, and it's some sort of camera that's reading that off the spinach that sends the email it's not that's the spinach mine emailing. that's mine no the spinach itself does not touch a keyboard okay is <laughs> mine that, that's pretty cool too oh. <laughs> i'm all i've been totally wrong about this but <laughs> did you think that email? like did you think that like the leaves <laughs> of the spinach morph into hands and then they're like Look, typing if a elon musk can rewire a monkey's brain it, it, god knows i'm sure someone's rewired the little veins in a spinach leaf okay i don't know things surprise me all the time i just saw robots dancing to, to who to love you know a couple of weeks ago like that freaked me out and now spinach is sending emails so quickly it's like things change so fast now they can't keep up they do james any findings no, maybe did I dream this? <laughs> maybe I dreamt this. <laughs> someone I could have sworn someone name? told me that Popeye Popeye's real name was something else. And um, because like you know how olive oil is like a turn of phrase or whatever? Someone told me this and I don't oh, know. Like maybe Popeye is like kakarot, it means carrot. Something like or like Popeye is like like you know short for some hot dog or something like like his real name <laughs> is like two words that combine to make food. Who's but seen I the happening? I can't find it anywhere, so. Oh, no. You guys keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> the trees are the bad guys. The spinach is the villain? Is that what, what we're worried they, about? Yeah. What if they notice all the explosive material and don't tell us, and then we explode? <gasps> or what if see... they... Imme- I, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, what if they we immediately... We might be on the same track. 
they're they're they know what we have done to all their ancestors for all these years. They immediately are, are that conscious and aware that they're like, um, you guys just eat us in salads all the time. I'm going to fight back and I'm going to yes. send you guys e- mean emails about it. <laughs> and combining the two of what Dan just said and you just said, Ryan, the spinach detect the explosive materials and, they, and the spinach is like, what the fuck have humans been doing with Mother Earth? Mm-hmm. This is unnatural. What are and then the uprising of the spinach? And then they, they they ignite all the the explosive materials and then boom kaboom. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh no! Why would the spinach destroy the destroy the planet that they're upset that we're destroying? <laughs> it's just like a big fuck a plot you to us, just like a, a suicide yeah, pact is... with with Mother Earth because they know Dan's they'll be regenerated right. on another hole. planet. I, I do think the, the evil out. spinach could be in the sequel to the I.O. James Bond game. <laughs> yeah, we're writing a great video game right we're doing, now. <laughs> doing all of their work well, for them. The IOI people are are watching this. Uh, I really hope there's a level where Bond has to figure out the real name of Popeye, the cartoon character. Because that's a yeah. the whole time his name was Popeye. So I haven't found it over there in that square right now, James. Is, I, I haven't found anything. A, I did. Popeye was born the son of Poop Deck Pappy what? and an unnamed Hi. woman in a typhoon in Santa Monica. Uh, shortly after his together. birth, his father Poop Deck left home and was never seen again, and his mother's fate was unknown, leaving the young Popeye okay. an orfdink to be raised by an orphanage an keeper who gave him the ID number of 185764. Like Hitman. Then there's several photos down, and it shows Popeye at age 12 with both eyes intact. <laughs> Wait, is that because he has one eye that's kind of like larger than the other? Yeah, I guess something happened to his split, eye. Right? I think he got yeah. pooped. That's because he was deck. jumping down. Poop yeah, deck. poop deck got a little too close. <laughs> poop deck mm-hmm. Pappy is a pretty solid name. Dude. That um, really yeah, sounds. That anything. entire paragraph sounded completely fabricated from a Mad Libs. It did. <laughs> right. We need yeah. to go to a word for more of our sponsors, but maybe James will have some more info about Popeye after this. These days, online shopping feels like the only shopping we're doing. Am I right? <laughs> and that's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. It's basically your online shopping personal assistant. And here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer. It's free. It's two easy clicks. And then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons for that site. And if it finds working codes, it'll apply the best one to your cart. I've used it, I think Sephora, Adidas, even Amazon. You can you can save a ton. It's really easy to do. Uh, and it's simple. As I said, if you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It can be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash dude. That's joinhoney.com slash dude. Let them know. Use the code so they know that we sent you. <laughs> Thanks, Honey, for supporting today's episode. This episode of the Funhouse podcast is brought to you by Warby Parker. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores by providing eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and even contact lenses. Glasses start at just $95, including prescription lenses. Believe me, that's pretty good. Listen, I know that picking glasses can be super tough. You're basically picking a new face. So Warby Parker's home try-on kit is amazing. 
pick five glasses, get them shipped to your home, try them on, show them off to your friends, your family, anybody whose opinion you really appreciate. Look at yourself in the mirror for days, pick your favorites, and then send them on back and you get your glasses delivered to you with your prescription. No hassle. Warby Parker also has a pretty rad app for your phone, lets you do AR and see what those glasses are going to look like on your face before you even put them in your box to get them shipped to your home. Really helps you narrow down that field of crazy selection that Warby Parker has. Try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. No obligation to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Free home try-on program. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free by going to warbyparker.com slash dude soup. Again, that's warbyparker.com slash dude soup. Thank you, Warby Parker. And we're back. Thank you, sponsors. James, any more interesting tidbits about Papa? Well, considering the Warby fact that all of our ad read breaks are faked, um, I really have not had more than the <laughs> instantaneous. That was almost like Back to the Future, where for us, we see the car disappear in flames, and then Doc is standing there screaming, we did it. But for Marty, it's just an instant. That's what, kind of what it was for me. Uh, no. Well, you hate to see it. Cody actually had an interesting point earlier. I can't help but wonder, Cody, our TD, for our listeners and viewers, I can't help but wonder who would make the best Bond from Funhouse. Don Casanova. No, Probably. yeah, Don would be real good. Yeah. Uh, I see Don as more of a villain. Wow, <laughs> okay. he, well, maybe yeah, he's a that, he's yeah. more of a Javier Bardem Bond turned yeah. villain type. He's he's just like kind of got that real kind of tall and lanky body that I don't know. It's just more okay. villain, and he's so secretive. Alana Pierce, I fa- the accent. I found yeah. it, guys. I, oh, Alana yeah. Cool bond. Yeah, Alana would be a really she good She has bond. accent. Um, I think um. I would be the best Austin Powers. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I thought Ryan was going to be like, no, I'm I, the best Austin Powers. I found, I found what I was looking for, guys. <laughs> and I don't know. And again, I don't know who told me this. If this was in a video, we need to, we need to issue a retraction. Um, okay. But s- someone, it's apparently two different characters. So Olive Oil had a boyfriend before Popeye from the Thimble Theater comics, whose Ooh, name was right. Ham Ham Gravy. Okay. <laughs> okay. And the person the person told me that Ham Gravy was Popeye's name, but nay, Popeye uh, took over Ham Gravy's role in the comics because of his skyrocketing popularity. And then it we has then this on. goes on to talk pretty negatively about Olive Oil. Uh, All right. Okay. There is a a weird Dragon Ball coincidence thing there where everything's named after food. That's what I mentioned earlier was like the Kakarot thing. (laughs) The carrot. This is really, I don't, this is from a website that is really weirdly having hot takes about olive oil. Why? in more than one Popeye cartoon, <laughs> Olive Oil, a- Olive actually hits, strikes, and or beats the heck out of the luckless sailor. Despite this, and her lack of any sex appeal, <laughs> Popeye's undying love for Olive Oil persists, persists throughout the sailor's career. Oh my god. So That's a, a weird hot take. Abusive relationship. Ham gravy. Popeye. Heavy level of misogyny in the Popeye fandom there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From both sides, I think. Okay, yeah, that's ham gravy there. He looks like a lame-o Popeye. 
Olivia. You mean less jacked, Bobby? You popcorn. say limo? Uh, he is sir. He is noticeably jacked, less jacked. Yes, but it's more well, about how keep, he carries himself. Keep reading it, James. We have a you little bit more to talk about. But if you okay. come across anything interesting, let us know. We'll do. Um, this is a little bit of self-serving promotion here, but also I think just fun discussion because we don't often pull back the curtain and talk about our content in a in a revealing or in-depth way. But we have a show that's been airing on the channel lately called Ryan's Bargain Bin, and if you haven't seen it, I urge you to watch it because it's been excellent and the basic premise of the show is that ryan uh who's always a great salesman and looking for great deals not snake oil um but he gets a finite amount of money every week from a wheel that's spun and he has that much amount of money to buy games and impress his friends yes Um, it's like a uh a poor man's qvc yeah call it very poor. And uh, I'm my own channel. Um, I'm have, uh, all of you have been a part of it, so I uh, 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 it's been a really fun journey uh, creating the show with everybody. Look at us here! Wow, this was Ladies Not on Ryan's. So young, a roaring success. Do you remember I'm that? Sorry, Elise? Cu- I, you quoted it was a really fun one. yourself right there. Did uh, <laughs> did you cut this one, Dan, or did Ryan cut Ladies Night? I think Ryan did Ladies Night. I cut Ladies Night. It's all a fever yeah. dream. It is like, and I know that because like, you know, we worked with Ryan on the inception of the show, but then Ryan's just taken it and like ran with it. But then Ryan also had to go to you, Dan, and be like, here's what the show is going to look like in the edit. <laughs> um, so you guys have just been cooking up a, you know, dare I is- say nightmare buffet? <laughs> <laughs> in the best That's way a possible. really solid term for it. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard nightmare buffet before. It's a very uh, graphics yeah, I- intensive show. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. Go. <laughs> No, just trying to live in your head for a week at a time while making that show was was interesting, man. I felt bad. Yeah, little, I laid a bunch of notes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, also you know the the bins of unlabeled material. It's like here here's all the elements, and it's it's like Santa's sack of toys. Oh yeah, with, just the way no I, tags I don't I don't organize anything. Yeah, I can but, see that. Uh, correct. That may be representative of the bins in the show in which our bodies are superimposed. <laughs> yes, that's exactly that's exactly a metaphor for what it is. But um, what you said at the beginning, Elise, is uh, I love how the show is one of those weird shows that wouldn't just exist without any one person here because it's like James. I I didn't come up with you know James came and was like hey you should sell uh, ch- some cheap games. And then we kind of both came, all of us were like, hey, uh, came up with the shitty QVC thing. And then I kind of ran with it in the edit and added some more shit to it. And then, it, and then, and then Dan has, 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 you know. Picked up the held up, pile of shit and pushed p- it further up the cons- down the hill. The pile of shit yeah. made it consistent across mm-hmm. the other episodes. I, I will say I came to you and said we, you should sell some games. <gasps> but I understand... Oh, I understand because James was in the. It was in. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it was one group meeting. I maybe I just uh, I remember um, James uh, elaborating a lot of it. Out of but it. Ja- yeah, James ago. is very vital. To, is very vital to, to the. Sorry guys. I so I found out that Bluto, <laughs> um, they had to create it's a new character called Brutus, um, when they were making a new cartoon strip for Popeye. So obviously, you know, Bluto. So then they were like, well, we'll do Brutus because it's just close enough, but this way we won't get sued. But it turns out they didn't, 
the company that they thought would be able to sue them over the rights to Bluto didn't even have those rights, so they could have used Bluto anyway. So they created, to avoid an erroneous uh, error, they they basically made Brutus. But then that led me to the relationship between Popeye and Bluto. Apparently they were friends for a really long time until Bluto was mind-controlled by the Sea Hag, which is another character Ooh. I had never heard of, who is just like an old lady. Who Can lives any of these the characters be used on Ryan Is she a bitch, then? too? <laughs> doesn't say that, but uh, based on the tone of people that write a lot about Popeye, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they feel. Sorry, Elise, what were you saying? I was asking if any of these characters can be used in Ryan's Bargain Bin. You know, Ooh, what's no. the legality? Are they up for grabs? <laughs> uh, yeah. I would assume not. Sounds they like seem no like pretty ever. valuable. Popeye is a pretty valuable IP, as far as I can tell. <laughs> I used to work for the man who owns the IP for uh, uh, Popeye, actually. No, what? No. Really? Yes. No, you no. didn't. Our, our, uh, fuck. Uh, Avi Arad, um, the Spider-Man producer, owns Popeye, oh, yeah. a giant Popeye. Uh, Wait, hold on. Uh, you don't describe Av- Avi Arad as the <laughs> guy who owns Popeye. That's well, like, it's true. of all of his accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But why did he leave that? Why did you, from. Why did you yeah, say I, that at the very beginning? I d- just remembered that there was, I was like, man, I used to work with a guy that had a giant Popeye statue. And I'm like, why did he have that giant Popeye statue? Oh, yeah, he owns Popeye. He's like, this <laughs> so, is what I am most proud of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to go look through a whole bunch of old comics and just kind of organize them a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there that. you go. Uh, is that the but, Sea Hag? That looks like the Sea Hag dealing with both Brutus and Bluto at the same time. Sea hag has herpes, I think. Yeah, she's definitely got skin conditions. Sparnacles. Oh, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Can um, I say but, uh, yeah, Ryan, to step? Oh, sorry, Dan, go ahead. <clears throat> Just Ryan's bargain bin. I think my favorite thing about it, um, despite the fever dream nature of it, is how just earnestly Ryan wants to impress you guys to buy a game. Like, I think there's always some pretense you know, whether he yes. wants a pizza or it's like a chill day with the dudes or it's ladies. There's always some pretense to it. But he legitimately wants you guys to like and love and enjoy these games. And you mm-hmm. never do. And there's something about how much he wants it and how much no one will ever give it to him that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoy that because to me that's one of the parts I'm worried about with uh, when I edit this show. Because I'm li- like, like, like the whole conceit... I, I love the idea of shitty QBC, right? But then at the end of the day, why am I selling you guys these games? And why do I give a shit so much? And will the audience care, you know, or, or even question that uh, uh, is definitely crossed my mind whenever I'm editing it. I'm like, okay, what is, you know, I, like all this I think makes logical internal sense. But, but w- at the end of the day, why am I so concerned about selling the units? And so hopefully... <laughs> Just no one thinks about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't solution. think people come to Funhouse for for continuity and things making a ton of yeah, sense. Honestly, plot. I mean, for me, it's always a struggle because, and this is a secret, director's commentary a secret. I would buy all the games. I find them delightful, and I always think the choices well, are wonderful. But you know, for the escalation of the episode, most of the time, gotta say no. <laughs> gotta say no. I wish you know. And man, be these the, last be the straight two are going to be epic. I won't say oh anything my God. else. I'm, but yeah. I'm pretty excited to see it myself. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. Especially the finale. Good. Yeah, both of them. 
episode five and six are going to be pretty nice little wrap-up to the series. <laughs> <laughs> series wrap-up? I thought it was just a season. Or season. I'm sorry. Season wrap-up, yes. Okay. I, I think you series. have an option to renew, Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. It's up to you. That's funny being in a little, get a little leverage here on Ryan's bargain bin. I like it. <laughs> it's the first time you've had leverage. <laughs> I think the bargain. show proves you're not a good negotiator, honestly. <laughs> Season two, I want a pizza for every episode, okay? Before the episode starts, on my desk, or else it's not, I'm not hitting start record <laughs> on that OBS. <laughs> no! Make sure Omar gets it to me. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. Oh, we should. Anyway. Oh, my God. We should do like a Ryan's. Oh, my. I shouldn't say this on the air because it probably someone won't will steal it. Wait, someone will um, steal it. <laughs> no, in case it didn't happen, you know, it loses the luster. But if we we should do a Ryan's bargain bin pizza party where like everybody that's been involved you know, gets invited Hell to a yeah. pizza party. Oh, that sounds That'd great. That'd be so fun. Every, everyone gets delivered. That's if be... we were like a fame. Oh, I was just going to say, if we were a big production with money behind us, you know, we would, to promote the show, <laughs> we'd send out personal pizzas to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, with with iPod classics in them, too. <laughs> yeah. For the swag bag. <laughs> I can just go I on an animatronic band. Slices. Mm -hmm. What? What did you say, Dan? You were a... You were. I said I wanted an animatronic band. Mm -hmm. Oh um, yes, I'd love one. But of those you're too. telling us you delivered single slices of pizza from. I, oh Sparrow? yeah, I would do anything for the for the Ryan's. Oh, he would do it. Crew. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Oh, I thought you were so saying you, you had a job. Yeah, me that, too. At yeah. one point in life, where you delivered single slices <laughs> of pizza <laughs> no, to people, I was, I was like, saying, what I he delivered single slices of Sparrow to Avi Arad. <laughs> <laughs> He loves, he, stole man he loves dried somebody. mangoes. If you ever know, hang out, if you ever see Avi Rod around, get him a bag of dried mangoes from Trader Joe's. It's his favorite thing to eat and munch on all day. So that's just a little tip for me. Okay, great. Good to know. Someone put that on trivia. IMDb, please. <laughs> Ham Gravy's first name was Harold, apparently. So his name was Harold Ham Gravy. I can't but get over when it, like he was in the West, he was referred to as three gun gravy. <laughs> I mean, I know sausage gravy. I've just never heard of ham gravy as a thing that exists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ham gravy oh, and this is olive my oil sounds so disgusting. Like, I, I want to oh, yeah. just think about that together. And, but as a Spinach. couple, power couple there. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great note to go out on, James. A great fact. So you thank it. you so much mm -hmm. for bringing those flavorful Popeye's facts to the show. Olive Ryan oil had Dan an older brother called castor oil as well. I don't know if that's interesting. Worth worth noting. Sorry, go Fidel ahead. Fidel Castor Oil. <laughs> uh, Ryan and Dan, thank you so much for bringing the magic of Ryan's Bargain Bin to the world. Oh, well, I, well, I couldn't it's have been done it without ride. you. Really. I mean, literally, you just reminded me that it came all from your brain. I'm so, so sorry. It didn't, for, and that's for, fine. It didn't. It, I feel <laughs> like it was like a spark, and then we all developed it. And it that's was, what I was saying before. Is that it couldn't? Like, I love how it it. it it bloomed and blossomed and, and went into a snowball collaboration that is the weird show that we ended up making. And <laughs> I just like to remind everyone uh, to don't to stop the spinach uh, emails, stop the monkey uh, uh, rewiring, and stop the video game uh, monkeys playing pong. And uh, don't eat spinach anymore because they're going to start sending yeah. everyone emails. Anyway, mm. um, just get your pet spayed and neutered. 
Buy Ryan Spargan Bin t-shirts. They're available yes. now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan uses oh, one soapbox a... <laughs> to tell the monkeys to stop. <laughs> there's a, a really fun trivia bit. Ryan did that custom outro uh, to point people towards his merch. And instead of having me do a freeze frame on his face for the disclaimer, he just sat there as still as he could for about oh, a minute and a half. That's nice. great. That's, that's pretty that's, awesome. That's files of, from the files of Police Squad. Did you use that take? In in a I did. Oh, did. oh I, I I was wondering because I thought I was like, oh, he used the he he must have used a freeze frame. But then no, like, you're wow, just I, really I still, that, bro. I was that good at that. Wow, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Uh, well, this weekend on the Funhouse channel, we've got some Smash Brothers Ultimate and Google Trends returns with a new host. Who could it be? And will the curse of the Google Trends host uh, continue? Almost certainly. We actively look oh, no. for people who want a way out of Rooster Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, plus, we mentioned it earlier, but our Hitman 3 series is premiering on Funhouse February 22nd. So look for that. Anything else you guys want to plug? Uh, I'll plug Wrestling with the Week uh, podcast, AEW podcast I do with Scorpio Sky uh, every Monday. Check it out. We kind of uh, wrap up fun stories from the week. And this past week, I got nice. I got a lot of uh, really good, cool behind the scenes stories out of Sky about wrestling. Awesome. But you don't have to like wrestling to appreciate them. They're just like wacky entertainment industry stories about like scary people backstage and like that kind of intimidation but i've been shot wait no the implication is i shot you yeah that's right he always does that and it goes blood red because i shot a bullet directly down the barrel of another gun or you're holding the gun really close to your body so then the blood drips down over the barrel of the gun call anyway oh that doesn't look good (laughs) (laughs) maybe in this game you play as the bullet from the intro and you just shoot people (gasps) Well, Elise, if you don't have anything else, I want to see if we, Cody and I can time this so that way... Yeah, please. We do it, all right? Uh, audio listeners, you can just turn off the podcast. No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> hang out. Hang Cody. around. Cody, probably going to go full on me. Oh, who's the TD now? And then you got to pull it off to the side. Bring it this way. Bring it this way, and then you gotta walk in with it. Yeah, there we go. There it is. There it is. Good. Ready? I'm coming. I'm coming. Slow. How cool. Now it's red. Go back and forth and turn it red. Now show a silhouette of boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Ping, ping. Perfect. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you to our TD Cody. And thank you to everyone watching and listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye, Bye, everybody. Goodbye.